we've been on a mission since August. You know, we uh, again, you heard me talk about the pride aspect of it. Uh, you know, to me, it's it's very important that that we follow up last year with with another good year, and and now it's you know we want to put ourselves in every conversation that ever needs to be had about anything. You know, this is one of the best hand teams to come through here. I'll leave it up to you guys to decide if we're the best team in the state of Connecticut. Um, well, it's awesome. You know, it's a big football town in Berlin. You know, each year they're like, how's it going to be? How are you guys going to be? You met Bank it back to the championship, and we're like, yeah, this is a special group of guys, and so the town's really coming together, you know. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's a really good football town and a lot of support from our fans. So you saw the amount of fans here tonight on a Monday night away game, so we expect a big crowd at Veterans Stadium, and we're looking forward to it. You know, the kids came back, and they've, they've, they've hung together, and I think they've gotten better every week. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for these kids to get to play for a state championship. So, uh, you know, we have a, a tall mountain to climb. I mean, they're, they're very good. I don't think anybody's been within 30 points of them all year. But, um, so, but you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd rather be there than home. So, you know, and, and obviously it's a tough week for, for my family. But, uh, you know, what a great week it will be. And, and uh, yeah, I just, it's good for football. You know, put all the negatives aside. The nation needs a good football story. And you know what? Son versus father in the state championship, uh, you know, that, that's a good story and, you know, for, for nation, for football. And hopefully there's a, a football player somewhere out there or a mom or a dad out there that's not letting their kid play football and they see what football can do for you. And, and maybe in a couple of years, you know, they let their son try on the first time. Good afternoon and welcome back to another edition of the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Sean Patrick Poley, and for the second week in a row, we have Scott Erickson with us. How are you guys doing today? Hello, Pete. Uh, what good up? Good afternoon, Pete. It's <laughs> nice to be with you. Yeah, today's... Is it afternoon? It's Is afternoon. It morning? Yeah. Three o'clock. We've been together since 11 or something. Oh, like you know, Sean and I since 8.30. We are currently um, in the... Uh, alternate studios the sauna office yes the sauna office uh sweating we just came back from the ciac championship luncheon we got to uh chat with all the championship coaches and some of the players and a very nice event as uh you know the members of the media get to get together and uh we kind of get our preview interviews out of the way plus a nice lunch at the aquaturf and pete really loves the dinner rolls there they're so good the Pete. dinner rolls are the best. Pete's transcribing all of his dinner roll stuff <laughs> onto everything that's going on. I'm interviewing Lou Marinelli, and apparently we're talking about dinner rolls. I did. The cookies were good too. Yeah, the brownies were good. <laughs> Overall, though, just a great you know chance to kind of get together with everybody. It's great to see all the kids too in that environment too. They're having fun and loose and. Yeah, even like kids from like you know uh, the St. Joe's kids, the New Canaan kids were uh, yucking it up. Uh, you know, they, they played our, um, played earlier this year, and now, you know, they're both going for state championships, and I think that they're, you know, excited for each other to have a chance to, uh, to you know, bring a state championship home for their conference. And yeah. I think I even saw the Bloomfield and the HK kids kind of chatting it up, and uh, so and they're facing off in the Class S finals. When, when I got there, so the hand kids show up, and they look around, they notice that New Canaan is kind of across the room. And they're like, um, can, is there a way we can move New Canaan over next to us? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, not enough people are here. If I get up and look over there and see something over there, and you guys suddenly magically somehow the the cards are changed, I wouldn't. Why do they want to sit near New Canaan? Well, they want. I think they want to pick 
their brains, you know, see see how motivated they are to beat Greenwich. <laughs> they oh, are the about the number one ranking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Buchanan is the key to number one. Yes. Well, we had a very busy week in the um, in the you know, the semifinals. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump in. We're gonna start. We'll start with S and we'll work our way up, uh, and then we'll get into the championship predictions and and all the stuff that you guys love to pick on us. Mainly me when I oh, pick wait, wrong. We were we were talking about, ad nauseum about um, all the picks. So we'll jump in <laughs> uh, class S. Bloomfield uh, knocked off Ansonia first loss at home since 2000 and was it 2010? 2010. First loss at home since 2010. First playoff loss at home since Griswold 7-6 in 2000. Wow. So it's been a long time. Wow. Um, you know, for Ansonia, I mean, they battled so many injuries this year. And despite playing in mud and snow, I mean, if you haven't checked out those photos yet, go to Game Time oh, CT. Yeah. Check out the photos from the Bloomfield Ansonia semifinal game was incredible and you know i mean i sat here and said you know i think playing on grass is really going to hurt bloomfield tom brockett told me later in the week i don't care if these guys are running in snow he goes they're fast uh you really can't underestimate that no matter what surface you're playing on and you know kajan butler had a day and um bloomfield's going to the they beat ansonia they're going to the finals where they will face off against hk who beat stafford the stafford co-op 21-14 21-14 in overtime. Um, I think we say it's a stunner here because we all like Stafford. and We all you know, pick Stafford. We all yeah. pick Stafford, but I don't think this is a stunner for HK. No. I think they expected no. to win that game and the way that they run the ball. I know you spoke to a couple of the guys. Yep. Uh, how were they? How was their reception um, You know, to being here? Well, you know, considering that they're out in the middle of nowhere, they, they acted uh, exactly how you would, you would think the uh, – <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good adjective to use. Uh, you know, the, the country bumpkins would think. I'm That's just probably not it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. I, I know they were getting a little, they were getting a little like, all right, Sean, look, this is Connecticut. We're not, this isn't like, you know, North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. We, we live in Haddam Killingworth, which is not far from Middletown. Like, shut up with this stuff. But, you know, I mean, I did ask, I did talk to Toby Callender. And I said, you know, what's you know, what's it like living in Hagen? And he goes, well, the only uh, the only fast food place we got in this town is Dunkin' Donuts, and I work there. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, uh, after the Thanksgiving game, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I asked him, you know, they won, so they clinched to get in. And I was like, all right, so now you don't have to scoreboard watch on Thanksgiving. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I have work. He goes, yeah. I have to work at Dunkin' Donuts. He goes, I'm 16 years old and trying to make it. Exactly. So. Trying to make it. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's made. Oh, he's almost made it. I mean, yeah. they are in the finals. They are in the finals. First time since 1994. So. 1994, I believe. 94. Yeah, they they're playing, the and, and they we'll get to it. But they're playing a really motivated, yes. great we, Bloomfield. Antonio. We will. Yep. So that great, should be a great, great one. Uh, and then over in M, St. Joe's took care of Killingly, 52 to seven. I think a lot of us saw that coming. Um, Scott. And then. Berlin beat Sheen on Monday night. This is why we're doing the podcast a day late because Sheen and Berlin got moved to Monday. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, how'd that work but, out? Um, Berlin won last night by 12, 34-14. I mean, uh, 34-22. Sheen scored a late touchdown to make it that close. And they so Berlin and St. Joe's, two pretty storied programs uh, in Connecticut going uh, for the Class M title. St. Joe's was in S last year, won. Berlin lost in the M semifinals last year. So they're back. They're motivated. Uh, we're going to yep. talk more about that game as we uh, move on. Then in L, no surprise, Hand took care of Windsor 49-7. 
the fog, uh, the bowl. fog bowl. That was if you haven't seen the highlights yet on Game Time, go check it out because that I mean you can barely see anything. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Maloney took care of Platt in the Stoddard Bowl two rematch, uh, sixteen six. Pete Pagwaga Bowl. Um, Maloney Platt just had nothing left to show Maloney. They got stopped inside Ex- the red zone like four or five times. Except and, tears. And copious there, amounts of Platt tears. There were, well, there Platt were no pulled tears. out so many things for their last game yeah. that, like you said, there's just nothing left There's nothing that they could, left to that show, they could show them. That yeah. everything Except was there. for tears. And, and they had uh, such a great game plan in that Thanksgiving game. Yeah, too. yeah. The only the only tears there were were the was the steady pouring rain for the first half. Concealing your tears. And uh, then over in Double L, uh, <laughs> Greenwich knocked off Newtown, which. I don't think anyone was surprised there. Greenwich won fifty to nothing. I really did not see coming. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, this Greenwich team is dangerous. on a mission, man. Oh, we, should we, mission. we should actually go back a little bit and say off the top that was in our little opening montage there. The, uh, hand coach Dave Mastriani, the effervescent Zach Hrubiak, or sorry, Rubiak. How do you pronounce Rubiak? Rubiak, the effervescent Zach Rubiak, the. <laughs> Beast mode yeah. in the Class M semifinal game against Sheehan. If anyone's not seen that play, holy cow. Runaway truck. He, yeah, freight train, runaway truck. He just took a kid, and they called it a stiff arm. It was more of like he a— He wasn't a stiff arm. It, it was stiff more like arm. a pilot drive. I stand by the fact that Zach could have beat him to the outside. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's saying, like, dude, did you slow down on purpose for that shot? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And then, uh, of course, the last two guys in that montage were uh, Lou Marinelli, the new canning coach, and his son, John Marinelli's and father-son combo in it, the double-O championship well, game, yes. just as we well, all predicted. We haven't gotten – so Greenwich won, and then obviously in the other double-L semifinal, Sean dropped the head, but New Canaan beat Fairfield Prep 38-7. And we will have the rematch Marinelli Bowl postseason edition. Mm. Um, what really stood out in the semifinals for you guys for the games that you were at? Sean, you were over at hand. Scott, you were over at New Canaan Prep. Yeah, I mean, New Canaan's just rolling right now. That offensive line got going against Shelton and Darien, and they were dom- they dominated Prep the entire time. And then the defense has just been playing really well, too. This is the New Canaan team that a lot of people voted number one to start the season. This is yep. what you thought you were getting, and you're getting it now. All those kids yeah. are focused on winning the championship, and they're playing easily their best football. And Saturday was the best game I saw them play, by far most complete game. Prep had no shot. I mean, they got back within 17-7, and it was like, well, they're not going to hold them enough to score and get back in this game. New Canaan was just, just completely dominated them from the opening whistle. Unbelievable. And what about over at uh, Hand? Well, I mean, we knew that was going to happen yeah. to Windsor. Uh, not a lot. But he, here's what I took out of the semifinals. Um, I wish I had gone. First of all, I wish I had gone to the Antonio game. I was indisposed. I, I couldn't make it. But So I went to hand. But that, that game, we thought was. But here's what I took out of it. We have come full circle, like literally and, and even physically here. Like this is this room we are in right now is the room we first set up the podcast equipment. This back was in where August. the lost episode was when if Sean and I were going to test a fifteen-minute episode that turned into an hour. It tur- yeah, which, oh, this is which, where he did it. Which, I didn't which, know that, yeah. which, yeah, which actually foreshadowed a, a lot of our like how long is too long and you know battles with management and all and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, the we be we be sat here and we said that hand, we said New Canaan, we said Greenwich. We didn't 
and we, we, we said St. Joe's. We said St. Joe's. And we said Bloomfield. And we said Bloomfield. Yeah, and we threw kind of Ansoni in there as kind of like, well, we don't know what they have. Right? We didn't say. I'll tell you this: the teams remaining. We didn't say Maloney, and we didn't say Berlin. No, no, no. We Other than that, but we Berlin, had Sheehan, yep. who was in the semis. We actually, we actually did pretty well. Right. So that's we've come full circle. We do we even need to play the season? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what were we gonna do for two months? No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we started exactly where we where we where we ended where we started. Uh, yeah, the New Canaan's really the only team that took a divergent path there. Yeah, yeah. but they still ended. Games, but they're there. It's not the destination, Scott. It's How the ride. And, yeah. you know, we t- I talked to Quentin, Connell, uh, Quentin O'Connell today a little bit uh, before he did his interview with Sean, and I was like, is this the team that you guys were supposed to be or that we all voted number one? And he's like, we're getting there. Yeah. You know, he still thinks that their best football is yet to come and uh, with one game left. Man, I ran into Jack Conley. I saw Jack Lash at the end of last year when after he signed and yeah. we did that story. I think he's bigger. Yeah. I, like, I, like, almost bumped into his chest, and I was like, hey. He's like, hey, Pete. I'm like, Hey man, I was like, "Have you gotten bigger?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I got bigger." It's like running into the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's huge. huge. Yeah, he's these gigantic. Are, these are growing young men, Pete. They are. They're not young men. They have they not. Are. They have not stopped growing. They have not. Like they are. Not. They're teenagers. They're monsters. Um, and you know what's interesting about New Canaan and Sean and I were talking about the other day? They they seem to find this running game with Jr. Moore. Yeah, and well, that's where all, is that? that come yeah, from? absolutely. I mean. To think of a team that was able to run, if you would have told me before that game, uh, which team is going to run the ball, I would say Fairfield Prep. Going back to when they played Ludlow in the rain, Jared Moore wasn't on the field that day. They used O'Connell, but they found the running game that day. Whatever they found, the balance, the running, the passing, the running game all starts with that line. I mean, that line is just so good, especially when you see them in person. Like, it's not a mistake. They have two D1 kids on that line, mm-hmm. but those holes that the kids run through are huge. And J.R. Moore's had a great, great run here in the playoffs the, the, yep. the last three games. Yeah, he's been he's been some player that we stand out, and we're like, oh, they got a running game here. This, is, uh, this kind of makes them a different team than earlier this Much season. They, they couldn't run the ball at all earlier in the year. And, that, and they moved. Everyone just keyed up on, on getting it to Pine, and they and could they, do that. And they moved Braden onto the line to get a little pass rush, correct? Defensive line, Defensive yeah. line, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to talk about a kid very well-spoken. Yeah, and he I mean, was he, a, he controls the interview and you interview that kid. Yeah. Well, and they also got two of those two other offensive linemen to go play some defense too, so that helps a ton on yeah. the defensive line having those kids go both ways, but Braden's been such a stud on that yeah. defense and he played awesome on on Sunday against Prep. Yeah. So, New Cannon just need to figure itself out. I, I think that's what we kind of took out of their losses. Like, well, they, they better figure themselves off quick cuz they got to beat Darion on Thanksgiving, but I think now that they have, I think this is a dream championship game. It really is. I mean, yeah, it's not, you know, you don't have great. But think about this. How about this? I think Newtown did Darian a favor. Yeah, because Darian would have gone in and gotten smoked by Greenwich. Smoked. Garnett. Smoked. And I think that was Newtown's kind of their Super Bowl. So going to Greenwich, I, I didn't see them losing by 50, but yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to be able to get up enough to, to do what he, they needed here to was do. What I, here's the thing that stood out just quickly about but yeah, that, that, 50, that 50 nothing game. Dan Mason, who's an all-world all running back, 30-plus touchdowns, was great all year, ran all over Darianne. He had, what, 25 yards, 28 yeah. yards against Greenwich? They That's wild. D- Greenwich's front. Greenwich's defense is so good. It's Greenwich's front, especially its defensive line. Oh, my God. Mosey and like, Terry. And, and then when you have, like, Jack Fader, you know, plugging the gaps. Oof. And we can talk about this when we get there, but this is one of the best double L finals I can think of when you put it all together. All the storylines, the teams, the history, the coaches, all that stuff. 
It's pretty awesome. Yeah. New, Newtown, just getting back to that. Newtown, yeah, Newtown, when they came out of the Darien game, they weren't. You know, I said it was. They didn't treat it like their Super Bowl. They treated it like a first round playoff game. Right. They walked out of there and they were like, "All right, we, that was you know we needed that. That was great. We're happy. We're moving on. Uh, and that's on to Greenwich now. We're we're serious about this. We're we're getting ready and and for Greenwich to go. In, I mean, I, we all thought that Greenwich was going to win, like, but uh, whew, that was dominant. I mean, once a team, that's the thing. You see that you get to this time of year, you see a team that is just. You win a state semifinal yeah, by, just, by that many points in double. They are L. just on a roll yeah. right now. I mean, everybody, all phases, all elements. I, I think Newtown they might not have acted like it was their Super Bowl, but for them to come out and win a double L game, you know, prove a lot of wrong. That takes a lot too. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe that quick turnaround it's on possible. Sunday might not have uh, played to and their. Greenwich didn't have much problems with New Britain. I mean, yeah, that, I'm pretty sure they're. I don't really. think anybody was going into Greenwich and winning. A semifinal game, or even being close to. I don't them. think anyone's going into Greenwich and winning a game. Right, well, no one has to be anymore. Week one I or? feel like well, we'll get to it. I guess we'll get to the New Canaan stuff. But I mean, I was even shocked about New Canaan beating up Prep like that. I thought these teams were pretty similar, but for New Canaan to completely. I think New Canaan I, I thought it would be. I thought it would be closer. I thought Prep would give more of a game like Shelton did, but they didn't. They just Prep just had no way. They couldn't to run. get. It. They you couldn't run it. Could that was a problem. The they couldn't I, run the ball. What happened with Harrison? I think Prep is just getting. I think New Canaan is just getting better every single week. Yeah, New Canaan, the story was both New Canaan's offensive and defensive lines dominated yeah. that game, and Prep got nothing going at all. Well, looking, you know, the SEC, as we all said, we didn't think the SEC was, was at its top of its game. The first seed goes out, fair for Prep. Got, <laughs> you know, the, just with all the finals, you know, this is, I know hands in it, but this, you know, this, this has got a bug, Al Carbone. This is taking all these losses uh, to the this FCX got him, sure. To know, I mean, he had a pretty good matchup there, Prep and uh, and uh, New Canaan, and and the Prep just couldn't pull it off. They couldn't. And, uh, I, I, just, I felt like once New Canaan got through Shelton, I thought Shelton had a much better chance of beating New Canaan than, than and, Prep. Yeah, you know, I I had people telling me that they thought that Sheehan should have won that game against Berlin, or going in, they should they thought that Sheehan was going to win. I sure. did, right, right. But uh, you know, Sheehan out, Prep out. Shelton long gone. Yeah, you know Al's got hand and and he'll he'll be pumping them up. And well, that's at least good. he should be happy that New Canaan's not an L to go play hand to. Saturday. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be a, that would be a clash. Well, I think they would prefer that to be honest with you. I think they they think Hand would win that one, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, SEC. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting. But we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, championship predictions. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back to the GameTimeCT <laughs> High School Football <laughs> Podcast. It's the moment you are all waiting for, the moment where you write down all the, the incorrect picks that we make and yell at them at us during games. How do we do um, in the semis I, before we get to the finals? There were eight games. I went five and three. Mm-hmm. Sean went... Six and two? Seven and one. Seven and one. Which one right. did you get wrong? I got Stafford wrong. You got Stafford wrong, and Scott I went got two wrong. I six and that. two. Yeah, I got both S games wrong. So um, not a good week for your boy, Pete. Dun, 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 dun. And um, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, 
it's nice to pick different games. You don't want to pick the same game. Sure. But, um, However you want to justify it. Yeah, that's no, what, I, that's what I, I'm telling I, myself. You should pick the games based on who you really think is going to win. That's We're not really you. having a competition here, but it's <laughs> nice to be right. To be con- the contrarian and well, get Pete's my Pete's already talking about right. strategy, how to beat you in the finals <laughs> in order to catch up. He's got to go with more underdogs, which I think is going to be a costly, a yeah. costly yeah. strategy. I think I might have to just, just admit defeat and just pick, pick who I yeah, think to go pick for who you now. Think is gonna but, win. Uh, just go Cal Preps and then you'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, seven and one. Woot woot. What up? That's right. Yeah, five and three. The Bloomfield one got you. That, that got you over. That put me over the top. Bloomfield and Berlin. Yeah, well, you actually picked Berlin too, but I picked yeah, Berlin. I, I, I just yeah. thought Ansonia. Oh, was oh, I'm sorry, and Platt. I did not. I picked Maloney. Me. I know P picked Platt. Uh, I had Platt, Machine, and Stafford. So Platt. we get no. the, we get to go to Kayla Mays for steamed cheeseburgers. Woo! You do not. No, I don't. I love Kayla Mays though. But, uh, <laughs> no free ads. Just how we've been doing for oh, the sorry. Uh, no free ads. Just how we've been doing the whole time. We're gonna start at S and we're gonna work our way up. So as of now, at 10 a.m. at Veterans Stadium, uh, Willowbrook Park in. New Britain, it will be number seven HK coming in uh, with an 11-1 record for, and their running attack led by Toby Callender versus number four Bloomfield and its high-flying offense. I mean, Kajon Butler is just an absolute stud leading Bloomfield this season. Yeah. I mean, he... One of the best running backs in the state, and they'll tell you. He might be. He might be the best running back in the state. I don't know how many yards he had against. He's got over 2,000. Right, and he was churning and, and burning them, and, and Ansonia in the mud and the slop, and and uh, a really awesome performance. That game, <laughs> those photos were so good. I love oh mud. God. I just love mud and football. Ansonia <laughs> had the ball. They were going for the the game tying touchdown. I saw the video. That's incredible. That they and caught up to him. There was a sophomore from Bloomfield swatted the ball out. Bloomfield covers game over, um, and they were up two scores. So. A great battle there, and you know, we—that's we thought. We thought that this was going to be probably a prelude, like the champion, the, you know, the championship in the semifinals type yeah. of a thing. I'm sure, you know, either Stafford or HK were going to be like, no. Um, but uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, whoever. I mean, whoever it was in this case, it's HK is going to go in there as an underdog. But they went in an underdog the last two games. They right? just run the ball. They just run the ball. Here and it is. Stop us. Beat you up. They got a big line. They yep. push. They try to push you around, control the clock, run the ball. We said it a handful of times on this podcast. There's they're one punt, fake punt maybe away from being twelve and zero because that Cromwell Portland game doesn't get out of hand. Do you um, think speed wise they can keep up with Bloomfield? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think there's any teams in Class S that can keep up with the speed of Bloomfield. I yeah. think they just bring so many playmakers. You know, we talk about Butler, but Bryden is a solid quarterback. Robinson on the outside. Massey is a freshman. I'm pretty sure he's got like 15 touchdowns yeah, the, this year. Yeah, the one the touchdown that put him up. Yeah, Javon Massey. Remember that name. He's a freshman. Yeah. Remember my name. And, that, and I'm not even mentioning the other guys who are studs on that yeah, team Anthony in terms of Simpson, playmakers. Yeah. They're just fast. Miles Davis. They are just Not to be fast. confused with the trumpeter. Yes, all, kid, all kids will work. M-Y-L-E-S <laughs> Davis. His um, mom reached out and said, it's M-Y-L-E-S. <laughs> no. Okay. But Bloomfield's got playmakers all over the field. HK is going to run the ball. They're going to try and punch you in the mouth. Uh, it's definitely two different styles of offense. Yep, clashing. spread versus, spread versus double tight. And then you got a team that plays on grass all season and a team that plays on turf all season. There's really a lot of contrasts in this game between these two 
uh, programs. Bloomfield has been here before. Coach Outlaw has been here before for HK. I think Sean said earlier it's their first finals appearance. Dream season, man. Second ever finals appearance. Yeah, and their yeah. first Second one since. Since 1994. We've, yeah. That year, man. 1994. It's a great year. Just comes up on this podcast. All oh, the time. I love that. It was a great year. What do you think? I love 94. It was one of my favorite years ever. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, yeah, what were I you was were? a freshman in college. Right. I was so a, was like, that was my graduation. Time year. of my life. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> time of your life, huh, kid? I was uh, four years old. Um, but so. Bloom, Bloomfield's been in fourteen championship yeah. games. I mean, they've they've obviously been this here. This is before. a this is a very storied program uh, in Bloomfield. Um, I like the matchup between them, their defensive line, and HK's offensive yes. line. I think that's obviously going to be the key to this game. I don't know much about. Uh, I mean, I guess HK uses the same kids on offense and defense. Yeah, they probably have a lot of guys who play two ways. Right. What I want to know, and you know, I was talking to uh, Tom Brockett about this when I went down to Ansonia last week. You know, he was, we were talking about the Bloomfield-Berlin game. And, if you know, this was a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe maybe over a month ago. Berlin came in and whooped on Bloomfield, 37 nothing. And I, you know, I was talking to Coach Brockett about it. I'm like, well, what do you think about it? And he's like, he goes, I, he goes, I think – I don't think that, like, was them. Like, that was just a bad week, and this is the team that, you know, doesn't play like that. And they've completely been able to flip the switch, haven't really let that game kind of bury them. They came out, they beat Ram the next mm-hmm. week. That was huge. And, uh, you know, get to the playoffs. And and then uh, I forgot who they beat on Thanksgiving. Glastonbury. Uh, double L team. And uh, now they're here. I mean, I think this is a completely different Bloomfield team than we saw against Berlin. I think they're playing a lot better. Um, that said... It will go with our picks. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Bloomfield here. I just think the speed's going to be too much for HK. Even if they can win that battle up front, I think that the skill guys for Bloomfield on the turf will just run wild. Um, I, I think HK can keep it a competitive game, but my pick is uh, is Bloomfield. John, I uh, I'm well. I I, I picked Bloomfield to win before the season, so I'm going to stick with Bloomfield here. I'm going to ride them all the way into the championship. Uh, but I would not be shocked to see uh, HK show up here. I mean, they slowed down a team, Stafford, Summers, East Windsor, that was I thought was a juggernaut in that side of the bracket. Um, and I and I think you know I think HK they they know what they're up against. Yeah, you know, and they even said uh, to uh, to I think it was uh, who was the kid Aiden. The, the yeah, line, the lineman the, you spoke you spoke to him today. Yeah, uh, they were just like, look, we 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 kind of got lucky here with the bracket. They said we, you know, we got on, 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 on I don't want to say easier side, but we, uh, a friendlier side. A front, no Ansonia, no Bloomfield. So like and we we you know had a Pequot opponent and a Texel on their side of the bracket. Yeah, and um, and they passed that, and then they used that at that last game. It was like this is for the Pequot overall championship, and uh, now we're gonna go see. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what we got here. Um, and I think they can contend with Bloomfield again. It's just too much speed, too much so Butler. Much speed. Butler's so great at linebacker as well in the defensive line. Uh, you know they've shut down a lot of really, and then playing out of a kind of a different conference. I, I really just like Bloomfield in this one. Uh, it's hard to pick against Bloomfield. I mean, I love. I mean, as much as I'd love to see. I mean, HK has been probably the best story, biggest yeah. surprise this season. Like you when we talked about you all can't like, come off Bloomfield now though. No, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm just saying that HK's just been a great story this season. Yeah. And it's kind of been underserved. I mean, we didn't see them really much in this in the first round. And then we you know, we saw them like we saw them against Valley to end the season. Why well, we saw them against Cromwell Portland when they when they when they right, lost. Right, right. Um, Which was early enough where you're we kinda like, All right, they're not for real. But, yeah, they they really showed us. And showed us, yeah. 
so it's been a really really great season for them uh, especially for uh, uh mike backlick their their yeah their head coach you know we coached under uh <sighs> their head their former head coach dennis yeah. whose name the last was. time they went to the playoffs in 11 right dennis o'rourke excuse me um dennis o'rourke who, who basically started the program he was the program for 30 something years and uh, you know, I love to see the small schools get get their shot. And HK coming coming out of nowhere, I like it. Yeah. So, I, but I like Bloomfield to win. Yeah, I think I'll take Bloomfield too. I think I would like to see HK make this a game, and I think that they can if they can control the clock, control yeah. the ball, control the line of scrimmage, which is a very good cliche that everyone says all the time. But I think that really holds true in this game. You know, Tom Brockett said he goes, "The only way to slow Bloomfield down is to hold the ball and don't give it back to him." Yeah. And. Uh, if a team can do that, it, it is HK with the way if they can run the ball successfully and have long drives and keep Bloomfield on the on the sideline, I think that they can keep it close and then anything can happen. That said, Bloomfield, the speed is too good, the playmakers are too good. They're really clicking. They've really, you know, and, and kudos to Coach uh, Outlaw. They could have crumbled after that Berlin game. That yep. could have been it. You know, a lot of teams get hit like that. They don't get back up, and uh, Bloomfield got back up and they look better than they did before. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to them. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Bloomfield as well. John, B- Kaijan. Kaijan Butler. Butler. Every kid at the luncheon today was saying, like, he's the guy who, who drives this train. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not a vocal leader. He's a real quiet kid. Doesn't right. say a lot. But he was on the championship. He was, he was a, a freshman. A freshman on the championship team in 15. The only freshman who started on that team. Right. Yep. The, only the only freshman who started on that Everybody team. else was still playing and Bloomfield he was, youth. He was top three in tackles, I think, as a freshman. Yeah. He's been a great player uh, in this state for four years now, and uh, you know, I don't think you deny him now. No, absolutely not. Uh, we'll jump over to M. Uh, we talked about St. Joe's and their multiple different kinds of uniforms. <laughs> Uh, beat Killingly in their iPad, fifty-two to seven uh, in a game. <laughs> That's I think. what happens when you only bring an iPad to a <laughs> to an HD TV fight. And um, <laughs> Berlin beat Sheen last night. Both Sean and I were at Berlin. Uh, uh, we were at Sheen for the Berlin Sheen game. Berlin really controlled that game from kickoff. Uh, can I just say I nailed this game? If you go back to the podcast and listen to it, I said. Uh, Bogan was probably – I feel like it was going to be – Bogan was going to get like 160 yards. He yeah, got he 149. And I said they're going to make a, need to make a key stop. They pounced on a fumble in the second quarter. And then they're going to need to punch a few in. That's exactly what happened. Kudos to me. I'm your boy. That's it. Shout out. I picked uh, that one. The Every aspect <laughs> of the, the burn. You know, we talked – You got it. You got it. We talk and everyone talks about the the basically pick your poison with the Berlin running backs. They have four excellent running backs, and I, I said it time and time again. Don't sleep on Kevin Dunn. Don't sleep on Kevin Dunn. He's kind of the quarterback. He's kind of the he controls everything on the line of scrimmage. He's he is the fourth horseman uh, in the running backs. They because he runs a lot and they and they haven't given Marco Scarano, the sophomore uh, running back, a, a place yeah, yeah, in the, you gotta in the earn stable it, Marco. yet. Yeah, Marco's really good. But Kevin Dunn throws four touchdowns and looks for another for five. Uh, he amassed five total touchdowns or mm. whatever. Yep. He counted four. He counted four, five total touchdowns in the game. An absolute stud. Uh, great performance. And we said it was going to come down to the quarterback play. We said if Sheen was going to win, Terzi was going to have to play lights out because they were going to try and take away Bogan. Sheen was going to try and take away the running game, and Dunn beat him in the air. I mean, he threw touchdown passes to Halkius, mm-hmm. Rubiak. Yep. Great throw to uh, Trefano that mm-hmm. Sean got right in front of him. 
And then I forgot who he threw his fourth touchdown pass to. He got mossed. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Trafano one. And then he, he obviously ran one in. Um, Berlin played a great – I mean, I think the bracket – you want to talk about the way that the bracket fell out? Having Sheen and Berlin on the other side is probably what was best for M to get the best one out of those yeah. and to have a shot against St. Joe's. Because those were, I think, the three best teams in M. Yep. And uh, to have Sheen and Berlin play – Sheehan, look, their second-half team, Farazi said it after. They played a lot better in the second half than they did the first. The yep. problem is you can't – and I said yeah, this on the pod. Yeah. You can't do that against a team like Berlin. They will just keep coming. You just can't do that, do. period. Yeah, you can't. You know, Unless um, Terrence Bowman we knew, seven you know, touchdowns again in the second half. Sheehan had its chances. They had the fumble yeah. recovery early. They just – just three and out, three and out, three yeah. and out. It, they could not get the offense going. Um, and then they had to take the – once they – got up two scores now they needed to open and they were keying on bogan yeah now they need they needed the pass game to, to to make some things happen and berlin was ready for it yeah i mean we talk about those four great athletes they all play defense kevin uh, those five great athletes kevin dunn's a safety saint pierre plays corner halkius is the other safety yeah. rubiak's on the line scarano's a linebacker all these kids play two ways and they're athletes, and they were all over the field defensively and offensively, and not to mention Dom Scarano as well, the other linebacker for Berlin. Uh, he's not a playmaker on offense. So This game was over, like, over when uh, Rubiak threw the kid. Threw uh, just the stiff, <laughs> stiff arm. That was an insane play. Trucked that kid. Yeah, that was he, – uh, It was a, it happened right in front of us. It was really funny because um, Gabby from – NBC, Chan- NBC th- uh, what's her, Lucifero, she showed up because she had to do the 6 o'clock news. So she showed up, like, early in the second quarter. or f- Yeah, it was the second quarter, late in the second quarter, and she's like, it was 14 nothing. She's like, oh, well, it's probably going to be a 14 nothing score. And as soon as she showed up, the whole the whole <laughs> game broke loose. Yeah. You know, it, uh, Rubiak scored that insane Six, touchdown. Like, highlight, one of the best touchdowns I've seen scored this year. Uh-huh. And then she and though, to their credit, Shook it off and then went right back down, and make it a. T- he hit and Jake Smith on that long touchdown. Yep, but which you, you thought, okay, all right, he, they needed that. They really needed. It. Now they can probably start giving it to Bogan in the second half, and you see that start coming. But they took the ball to start the second half, turned it over on downs. They didn't get too far into Berlin territory, turned it over in downs, and that was that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was something. So, can Berlin will going up against St. Joe's? I mean, does all honesty, does Berlin have a shot here? I want to say yeah. I want to say yeah. I too. said, and I said this to Sean earlier this year. I think any team in M that had a shot against St. Joe's, it was going to be Berlin. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Berlin way too much this year. Yeah, um, how many Berlin, times is that? Six? Five, five, five. I've seen Berlin five times this year. <laughs> Luckily, they've had two games when there's been nothing else going on. Like yeah. the New Britain game yeah. was the the Friday before no one was playing, and then the Monday game. But I've seen them. I've been so impressed with their defense, where it's like okay. If they play their best, if they play like they did against Bloomfield, they might have a shot. Yeah. But Joe even said it. That's what Joe that said. was a perfect game that they played against Bloomfield. I mean, they played perfect. You couldn't have played a better game. Can they do that now Saturday at Shelton at 10 a.m.? Well, let's go to our uh, St. Joe correspondent, Scott Erickson here, who, <laughs> who said in no certain terms, uh, last week that Killingly had no shot in this game. Like, I gave Killingly a shot, and they didn't get it. They didn't have a shot. Scott said that. Scott? Yeah, I, I didn't think Killingly had a shot. I just think St. Joe's offense comes at you so fast, and that Killingly wasn't able to keep up with them. Um, 
I think Berlin can keep up with them. I think Berlin can score with them too. I mean, Berlin's scores this season have shown that they can put up a lot of points. My pick for the game is going to be St. Joe's, but I certainly do think that Berlin can come in here and make this very competitive. And this could be like a wild shootout game where both teams are in the 40s, like crazy points, I think, could be put up in this game. And that happened last year. They got into the shootout with Ansonia, and David Summers played awesome. Right. Yeah. And I think think he's the difference. I think having him back there is going to be the the key to this. And I I think St. Joe will win, but I think it could be a very close game. I think think if you look at it, I think St. Joe has comparable weapons. Maybe even more. I mean, they have running back. They have receivers. Right. They have talent. I think they're deep. I think the difference here is I think St. Joe has more of a two platoon than Berlin does. A little. That's for sure. I mean, a lot of Berlin's guys on offense play Play defense. defense. They play play both ways. I think St. Joe is going to want to wear them down. Yeah, I could see see this being close in the first half. And then completely blow the doors off in the second. And then, you know. I think a guy that we don't talk about that much about St. Joe's is Jaden Sh- Sh- Sheardon. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's had he has six touchdowns so far in the playoffs. I mean, he's been he was great in the in the New Canaan game to open up the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a lot of guys step up too. You know, mm-hmm. talk about injuries. I was talking to Coach uh, Joe today. They've had a lot of injuries in that wide receiving core, and who they just step up and catch the ball. Yeah, and, and again, we talked about New Canaan's line. St. Joe's line has been fantastic too which is why summers has time to throw and and Sheridan has space to run i mean it's not a mistake when you have the best line that, that your offense rolls like that yeah i can i can definitely see this being close in the first half and then uh you know seeing where it goes from there in the second st joe not none of these games have been close they've been really they've just been, they their defense i was doing the capsules their defense averages they've shut out five opponents darian was the only team to score more than 14 points on them they're averaging five Four point five points a game yeah. against That's each other. Insane. That's absurd. Yeah, their their defensive line is stupid in terms of what they're able to do to get in the backfield. Yeah, uh, one of their D linemen, and I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, and I would hate to Whopper. mispronounce it. And uh, he <laughs> has twenty two and a half tackles for a loss. Yeah, who is it? Twenty two oh. and a half tackles for a loss. For a loss. That's crazy. according to. That's absurd. According to their max for it. That's more than who is it? Kids it's have uh, oh Mike Morrissey. Oh okay. Yeah. Twenty two and a half tackles for a loss. I've that's seen, ridiculous. I've seen St. Joe several times as you guys have, and they do get in the backfield and they do disrupt things, and that is where they make their name on the on defense. Oh, Morrissey also has nine sacks. And get yeah. this, get this about St. Joe's. They're other than Summers, and a couple of the receivers, Bike and 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 Will. And Phil Pat Pat pa- pa- uh, The majority of them are juniors. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Move them up to class L, please, <laughs> because most of hand is juniors too, and I want to yeah, see let, them play against each other. Let's next go season. with this. I want okay, to see them, I, I need Saint Rose and Hand in L next year, please and thank you. If they were yeah. playing this year, it'd be awesome. Oh my god, that'd be absurd. That said, with all that said, and Berlin's gonna kill me again. And they were crushing me yesterday because uh, I picked Shane. You know, I think I'm going to go with St. Joe's. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be close. I think um, it's going to be close in the first half, but I think with St. Joe's having the bodies to two platoon, you know, you're not having guys play both ways. I think that'll play a benefit to St. Joe's, and I think they pull away in the second half. Yeah, just way too. I mean, you talk about Berlin having way too many weapons for Shan last week. This week, I, I think they have the weapons, but St. Joe not only can match them weapon for weapon, but they also have depth. Yeah. Like as far as like two pl- using two platoons. Yeah. Um, and then they just their schedule has been a hundred times better. Yeah. And uh, you know when Berlin faced a, a team that was 
you know, incomparable in uh, talent in, in New Britain. Uh, they got – it was close at halftime, yep. and then they got stomped in the second half. Yeah. And they got run over. Um, so – and I think St. Joe's is pretty confident of, uh, confident, but, uh, confident about this one. Uh, I, I – you know, and even if they do need – for some reason, if they do need to come back, they have the guys to do it. Yeah, you know, they, they have a quarterback have the who's offense, done it before. And they have the guys who've done it. I think just this game screams St. Joseph wins. Yeah, but so. as we said in August. Yes. So get him out. That is M <laughs> uh, over an L. Daniel Hand I just, is just I'm, continuing to put a beat down on opponents as they come. Just put him in front of them and Daniel Hand will beat him. What is it, Sean? I was gonna say I just hate to see teams like Berlin have to face these juggernauts. Yeah. Speaking of juggernauts, though, we go back to Hand here. Uh, yeah. I mean, their Hand has been absolutely just destroying teams this year. It's not – I mean, it's – they've allowed f- seven points in the playoffs. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, how many and they I, scored? A hundred and I think it might have been an accident that Windsor here's scored. A, here, oh, it was a kick return. I'm sorry. Windsor's only – they haven't led a defensive touchdown up in the postseason. Right, in two games. Um, I started uh, filming the Hand – the Windsor offense from behind the Windsor yeah. offense because I knew just having, having seen hand before I knew that it was going to be total chaos in the backfield. And sure enough, it was, total it was Daniel hand has 41 sacks this year. Yes. <laughs> they have 41 sacks this it, year. The Jack monsters Flanagan, of the surf club. Oh my God. Jack Flanagan and Ben Comiello the, have nine and a half sacks each. Corniello was tremendous against yeah. Windsor. I mean, they have some big uh, Flanagan, uh, Flanagan, Mac and McDonald. Yeah, but Corniello, he's a, he's a junior. They have dudes they all dudes. over the roster. Like, they like it's dudes. a player. They have dudes everywhere. And ben, we're not even talking about Julian, Ian Butler on no. that defense. You want to talk about a dude. I can't pronounce Julian's last name. I don't want to do it Benerjay. wrong. Benerjay. Benerjay. What a dude. Yeah, he's just a dude. Blue man chew. And, you know, you look at their offense, like, quietly, Colin McCabe's got 31 touchdowns. Yeah. Quietly. Quietly. Yeah. quietly. Right. You're not going you, to – you talk about top running backs in the state, you're not going to mention Colin just because. I mean, Kajan no. Butler, Sean Robinson, no. Tyson Camisio, Jaden Sheridan, you want to throw in there. You want – who else? Uh, other great running backs There's, to see. Oh, uh, well, not Raekwon Tompkins. He was a quarterback. But you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. A guy like McCabe is just, you know, he's just your prototypical tan guy. Yeah. You know, they found a guy who, who can who can make, who can can make move the sticks on the ground for him. That and, was really key this season. Yeah, and then you got a quarterback like Fe- like Phoenix Billings. And <laughs> who's, Phoenix a running, is, who's a running back. He's, he's, like a, he's a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah. He, look, we, the, well, the, quarterbacks, like the quarterbacks from Fairfield County, the FCAC, they get, you know, Summers. Yep. Pine, um, I'm missing some. Oh, Gavin Muir. Yeah, they get a lot of love, and rightfully so. I mean, those kids are awesome. But up at the Surf Club in Madison, Phoenix Billings is right there with them in conversation of the best quarterback yeah. in the state. Twenty touchdowns passing, ten rushing. Like Sean said, he is a linebacker playing quarterback. He's big. Oh, he's powerful. He'll he'll throw it over you. He'll run around you, or he will run right through you. Can we merge Guilford and Madison high schools, please? Um, so we can get them up to double L. This is a, a fun, a fun little fact. I know, wise. I know, we're just moving St. Joseph up to double <laughs> for L, and now we're going to move Hand to double L. But everywhere. I think this year the only team that can beat Greenwich is Hand. So Hand has scored. Again, these are all because I was doing my capsules. You know, <laughs> so that's the only reason why I have all this information. Hand has scored eighty-two touchdowns this year. Yeah, that's because I did math. <laughs> Seven point four touchdowns a game. 
insane. Touchdowns. They're scoring yeah. legitimate 49 points or more a game. Yeah. And, they've and that's also, not including field goals or, you know, extra points, all that fun stuff. They've also been in this – with all the teams that we have in these finals that have played in a lot of finals, they've played in the most of, yeah. of all these teams. It's their 19th uh, championship appearance. They've, it's more than Greenwich. It's more than New Canaan. It's, it's more than St. Joe. Um, it's more than Bloomfield. So they've been here before, too. I think this, this program's ready to – We've been talking – here's the only thing you need to know. We've been talking, like, the last five minutes about hand. We have not mentioned who they're playing. Yeah. Oh, so they are playing. Uh, that just Maloney. tells you everything you need to know. Uh, look, Maloney's—they've had a great run. They, you know, Kevin Frederick when he took over this program five years ago, they had won three games in the last two years. Mm. And he said, by the t- in five years, he wanted to win a state championship. Was he? <laughs> I don't know. The five-year plan. He had a five-year plan. Lennon man. or Stalin or? He, oh, stop it. <laughs> he had a five-year plan. They're in the Come state on. finals. Unfortunately, they're probably facing the second best or maybe best team in the state, wherever you want to pick on that side. Look, they have a good quarterback in Elliott Good. Uh, Victor Marquez is a one of the better receivers in the state. Um, they have a gigantic offensive line. The yes. Ogres, you know, DJ Posey, the Ryan Ogres. Martell. They're huge. Is that their official nickname, the Ogres? That's what Ned called them, and that's what I call them. Yeah, I just, I just tell everybody. I'm like, Ned called them the Ogres, so we're calling them the Ogres. No offensive lineman will object. No, they are <laughs> They are big. That said, I don't think that they face the defense like no. this hand defense ever. I, or an offense like the hand oh, offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, if they're going to try and protect Elliott, they're going to have a very hard time doing it yeah. against this defense. They're just so well coached. They are. So prepared and – like Cornelli is just is just he's a player, man. I can't say that enough. We we, we, just, we had that video up on Game Time CT where I just threw three random plays together. Where all Ben Cornelli plays. Yeah. It was like one drive. He just ended it like that. I love how they they, they literally are like the '85 Bears. Like they come at you like that. that that's the type that, of well, pressure. That's the best seeing. highlight. That's a, that's a great that's a great analogy. There's a really good photo where there's two hand players jumping up in the air to try and block a pass. Now, if you watch the highlight that Sean has. So two guys come up the middle, quarterback looks to pass, the two guys go right up. As he hesitates, he gets hit by both ends. And yeah. it was like it was perfect. It was like the it's like if you show that, it's like, okay, guys, let's do this. Come up the middle, the go, the quarterback freezes, and then he just gets decked on the uh, uh, who on is both that? Sides. It's like Banerjee comes in. Yeah, he did that against West Haven. There's a great photo of, of the West Haven game where he comes in, he leaps like onto the guy. He basically jumps on the quarterback. And the quarterback's got a duck. Yeah. And then while he's ducking, you have like he's getting sandwiched by two, you know, no. two dump trucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? but it's like the you know, it's like the Bears. It's like the eighty six bears eighty five bears. To Maloney's credit, they had they beat Windsor to start the year. They had to win that game. Yep. Then they lose an awful game to Bridgeport uh Bristol, Bristol Central. Bristol. Then they lose on Thanksgiving. And then they're down fourteen nothing after the first quarter against Middletown, and they've been able to recover each and yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. That said, and I'm not saying that it's luck, but I think that the I think it might have run out for Maloney, running into I, Daniel I, Hand. Anybody in that bracket would have been lights out for him. I mean, I, I would love listen. I, we're, so far, it's been a pretty morose podcast because the first three games we've talked about, it's been like, oh, this is a team we thought was just going to roll to it. I mean, yeah, I would love to see all these games be great, and I'd love to see a few upsets. I would absolutely love to see some of these teams. HK, Berlin, show us what you got. Uh, even Maloney. Show, I mean, uh, Maloney, the fact that they got a good offensive line, or it's a big offensive line, that bodes well for them. Yeah. 
it's just can they oh can they get the keep the chains moving long enough? Yeah, I just I you give hand you, you might get one on hand. I, you're not getting two or three yeah. first downs. Um, that's all right, tough. So. Should we just do it on three? I'll count one, two, three, and then we'll say we're going to pick. No, we already know. All right. One, two, three. Hand. 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 So we were win. all going to do it at once. It was going to be cute. Go. All right, we'll do it again. One, two, three. Hand. hand. Yeah. That was hand. so much cuter. Oh, that's so uh. cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> so, hand, you know, hands, you even hear, they're talking already. They feel like they got this. They know they got this. I shouldn't say feel like. They know yeah. they got this. They're very confident, and they should be. Um, I mean, yeah, you got to be confident going into the state championship game. But they're already talking about like, yeah, you know, we'll win this, and and then you guys can we can start talking about what's real, really up. Uh, I'm gonna say next year is going to be, hand is going to be just as good with all those guys who are coming back because they are scary. How much how much talent they have on that team that are juniors? Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. But uh, they they are, they want to they want to get. They're they're lobbying for votes. They are yeah. hard at where we Joe Morelli and I both went to the circle club. Yeah. Lobbyists lined up, <laughs> ready to shoot down, ready for every argument we make. Well, you know, you didn't play anyone. Yeah. Well, what about that? They're not playing anybody. They didn't play anybody either. They didn't play. Is like, that how they sound in Madison? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think you. I think when you look at Greenwich's schedule, you can. The you can make people, that the argument. People can make that case. Yeah, I mean, sure. they didn't play. They beat, but they beat New Canaan. Right. They didn't play Darien. No, and they didn't play St. Joe. They didn't play St. Joe. Right. Yeah, but Newtown beat Darien, and then Greenwich beat Newtown by 50. Right. It's a well, hand, hand probably solid says point. we could beat Newtown by 52. Well, I, I mean 50 as well. Two, yeah. But no, no, I can see that. I think, look, next week, we, we were going to take the week off. But you know what, Hand and Greenwich, if you guys win, let's <laughs> head down. Go. Let's head down to a park. We'll, 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 we do the this game every time year. CT Bowl. You can join Xavier Massac 2010. You can join Notre Dame and New Britain 2001. You can join the litany, just the teams of over yeah. the years that we wanted to see play. And every year, every year we get to the end. Ah, oh, just that's why there needs to be levels in this in this state. Forget the classes. Let's just do it like hockey. That way, at the end of the game, end of the year, it's just like basketball now. Basketball's got it now. They don't do it in the regular season, which they should. Right, look, it's a step in the right direction. Right, 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 right. They need to be levels. See, like, if they decided, and we'll just do it this quick because we could do a whole show. If they just, like, picked, like, what's a good even number, 16 programs, yeah, yeah. and all 16 played each other during the regular season, and then all 16 made the playoffs, or all 10. And they all made the playoffs, just like Division One basketball. So you just play each other for ten games or nine games, right? There's, let's say there's ten. You play nine inter-Division One games, and then you play your Thanksgiving game, uh-huh. right? Something like and that. And then, Something then like everyone that. makes the playoffs because you'll all just beat up on each other and this and this, and then we'll see 16, who the best though? is. Or 16. ten, ten, whatever. Ten. I, I changed it. When, when are you getting the round of playoffs? What about teams outside that that have a good season? I think you just. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't like the predetermined that you're in the playoffs no matter what. They so. need to well, do. That's what they did for basketball it's division stupid. one. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. That's so dumb. That, that's the basketball. They, is got, dumb. they got basketball right in everything except that. It's yeah. Ridiculous that yeah. you're in a tournament and you can just go lose every game and be in the tournament. Yeah, I, I hate it. You can it. basically lose what? But we can talk about this in a, your in a, in a yeah. few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I I just think they should be. It should be division one football. Here's your division one teams. But they should only play each other. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, they should just beat it. up on each other. Right. To get to the playoffs. Yeah. Right, right. It's a district model. But then you have to 
predetermined who those teams are who would compete. Right. Well, you figure models. out, you know, you, you, who are the teams that get there every year and what's their but size. But then what if, what's going to happen to that D2 team that goes 10-0? and 0? There's always going to be – that's the only point I'm making. There's they're always going to be then something. They can't ever be number one. They'll be a state champion. They can't be number one, though. Then well, that's D2. up to the voters. D2 would be the L, It's all up you know, to the voters. Whatever. If, if, I'm sure Hand will get votes. The whole point of it is to, to crown a, a, a I'm sure when – if, if Hand Does Hand wins, get any number one yeah. votes the last Yeah, they've had, yeah. they've had consistently four votes all year. I genius four. Genius <laughs> four. I will bet we can open up the show next week with a quote from Mastriani saying that they're the best team in the state okay. if they win on yeah. Saturday. Uh, and if I'm Dave, that's what I'm doing. And I think that's probably what our show is going to be next week is just if predetermining it's just who, talking about who the number one team is. Every Yeah, you just want, you know. Yeah, I do the show before the poll. We don't know when we're division doing Division one <laughs> and then do division two, division three, division four. And division four is like, you know, your whatever. You know, that's the you, you can kind of judge it by clock. But the division one should be like – you know, your powerhouse L and double L programs. Maybe if you want to throw in St. Joe. Yes, we definitely want to throw St. Joe's in there. Oh, I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say maybe. I mean, you throw St. Joe in there. I would love to see Ansonia I'm sure in there. people would love to see Ansonia in there. And maybe you start Ansonia in there to start. And then, but as time progresses, teams move out. They drop down. Yeah. They get relegated, kind of like soccer. Yep. Or whatever you get relegated, just like hockey. I think I think football needs to be that way because some of these teams dream seasons ending against a team that they weren't going to have any shot against, and you're like, it doesn't even belong in that division. Is stupid. Well, the most exciting championship, and I know that Sean was been very somber mm-hmm. through the first three. Uh, this one is exciting. Uh, number eight, New Canaan coming in with a ten and two record, preseason number one team, ups and downs throughout the season. Seems like they're playing the best football. And they get to play number two Greenwich for the second time this season. Twelve and zero Greenwich, who has the number one team in the media poll heading into yeah. uh, the playoffs. I mean, this is a game that we all kind of wanted to see when these brackets kind of came out. And you're like, oh, Marinelli, Marinelli Bowl two, two. Um, yeah, they played earlier this year. Oh, oh, and they played like five times before. Yeah, well, we called it the Stoddard Bowl two, and they've played for sixty years. So fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Marinelli Bolt. Playoff edition. Well, both coaches interviewed after the game. We even talked to Luke today. Pretty emotional uh, for the family that they're going to be going up against it in the playoffs, especially for a state championship. I know everybody and everybody came into the uh, season saying, like, all right, enough. We're done with it. We're done with And even John was kind of like, all right, you got, we get the point. I know they don't want to talk about it, but, you know, now you're in a championship game. This is special. special. And I think he – and I think to John's comments after the game against Newtown where he was like, "We, I don't know about the nation <laughs> needs a good football story, but certainly the state, that's a good story. It, it is. totally is a good it's story. It's a great story. And people are coming, we don't, please don't mention it. Please don't mention it. And Guys, it's a championship game. How many times do you see a father and son play yeah. against each other in a state championship game anywhere? Never, right? I mean, you've never seen this. Is something you see kind of like in basketball, maybe in soccer or stuff. I I mean, I asked around and I still have some asking to do. I I don't know when this, I mean, how many times this is. I don't think we could ever know the answer. I mean, unless someone in like California is like, well, in 1952, we had a dad. I'm like, okay. Either way, either way, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, And especially one where it's like 
the son hadn't won a title yet, and the dad's got the most in state history. Yeah. Think about those contrasts there. Well, and it, so then you, if, but even if we take the dads out of it, which we obviously can't do, these programs, to me, are the two best in the FCAC all yeah. time. Yeah. <clears throat> these are the teams that have been, played the most state championships, won the most FCAC championships. Darien's been really good lately. The darien Canaan rivalry is obviously awesome. This, to me, has always been the best rivalry in, in FCAC football. New Canaan, Greenwich, because of all the history that goes on with it. And going back even before CIAC championships, where they both have a ton of championships, you know, the mythical state championships they used to win. This is such an exciting game for someone who's covered FCAC sports for so long. I mean, this is a, like a dream double L final for, for me to watch. These are the best two teams. Clearly. I mean... In, in right. Clearly in, in double L. In double L. In double L, these are the best two teams. Yeah, but, I mean, this is the preseason number one versus the postseason number Correct. one. Correct. You can make an point. argument that this these these are the two best teams. I know Han's not going to want to hear it, but New Canaan was tabs as the number one St. team. St. John won't want to hear either because they beat New Canaan. Um, they also lost to Darien. Just saying. But I'm just saying, it's like this is the New Canaan. You know, we talked to – we mentioned it before the show. We talked to a couple of guys from New Canaan. Today. This is the team that yeah. everybody thought that New Canaan was going to be. Right. But – you know, it doesn't matter how you get there, but they're here. We we talked to them today, and I, I the question was like, all right, what's the difference? And and I'm like, you guys must have heard it ad nauseum about what happened. You guys have all these D1 guys, and you know you're supposed to be great, and even lose like even by you guys voting as number one. You know, even the coaches started to buy into it. Oh, maybe we're really good. You know, <laughs> and then. But uh, I, I think, and I think it was Garrett Braden who was just like, we just weren't a team. Yeah, we really had no identity. We, uh, you know, sometimes you, you're a great team right out of the box, and they had some things to figure out. They had to figure out whether they were going to get a run game. They didn't have that against St. Joe. They couldn't do that. Um, and then you know against Greenwich, the wheels just fell off really early, and uh, they were, they got within what two a score, right? Right, and if a few things break differently in that Greenwich game, that game's a lot closer. I mean, a few Greenwich made a few big plays yeah. that, that kind of busted it open. Greenwich was just methodical, and they had – well, I mean, there are a few plays where, like, special teams, they had a turnover. They had uh, – like, it was, like, right after one – it was, like, 14 nothing, and right. they had a fumble on kickoff, and then yeah. Gavin Muir killed them. Right. Um, and that was, like, Gavin Muir's big br- – like, he's been good for two years now. He's been really good. But that was, like, his big – that was, like, where the you – know, what do you call it? Like, the – Coming out party? Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's like that's where the the that's where <laughs> they that's that where the lobbying <laughs> that's where the lobbying started. Right. With John, it was a big stage, and John afterward was like, "Where's this? Where's this kid's offers?" Yeah. Right now, there's only one on the table for him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he was throwing seeds that night. He's uh, really good, and Greenwich is, is the is the most complete team the, that I've seen in your video um, for the Greenwich. New Canaan game. It was, I think, it was Muir's first touchdown pass. You have Rob Adams's, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, his call underneath it, and I mean, I think he actually uses the word seed. But you watch that pass. There's like three quarterbacks in the state who can make that throw. Right. Yeah. And talking about pure passing skill. Maybe there's only one, two quarterbacks in the state that can Maybe make that two. throw. And, and they both might be playing in this double L yeah. championship yes. game. And that that is something we talked about. Drew Pine last week. Pete's on the Drew Pine train. I am. I mean, he's it's a good train to be on. Yeah. It's not a bad train to be <laughs> on, but he's playing a million times better. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Lou 
uh, before while Sean was finishing up another interview with uh, with another coach, and, and Lou and I are just sitting on the couch talking, and he was just saying, Drew is, is just playing lights out right now. Yeah. He's playing a lot better than he was at the beginning of the season. He's gotten better. Grant, he is only a junior. I yeah. feel like we've been – it's like uh, I mean, college he's a, basketball. He's a senior age. Yeah, but we've been talking about But as about far him. as like playing at this level – Yeah, it's, it's, he's still getting better, which is yeah, amazing no, to see. I feel like by next year we're going to be like, he's still here. <laughs> you know, can, can, well, can no he graduate early? a quarterback as a freshman. I mean, yeah, just, nobody just does. Happen. No, absolutely not. And he just continues to get better. They got – they have a, a perfect role for Quentin O'Connell right now. They're getting the run game from J.R. Moore. Uh, they're getting the line protection from Stewart and Connolly, who's gigantic still. Yeah. He's amazingly got bigger. Uh, Braden, <laughs> moving moving, moving to D-line, has done wonders for that team's defense. And there are so many other guys. We talk about, you know, we say, oh, D1. Yeah, they have four D1 football players. Quentin O'Connell's a Division one lacrosse player. And Wyatt Wilson, who plays on the other side from O'Connell, is like 6'3 receiver that yeah. they run out there. So you can't ignore that kid yeah. while you're trying to worry about O'Connell. And then the two juniors they have, uh, Morton and La Police, have both really come on at the end of the season. Another La Police? Yeah, yeah exactly. La Police. The same thing. They, but they're Another both really well. They're running the crossing routes yeah. underneath and everything while the other two work outside. They are, a, they are playing probably the best football in the state right now. Maybe second. Second or third uh, with Hand. Yeah, well, I Greenwich. just think that Greenwich from, and Hand. Well, Greenwich and Hand have been playing at this level all season. Right. The fact that Greenwich has, has had so many lows, a team with that many lows doesn't get here. Right. By Unless they're playing above and beyond what they've been doing. And that's what New Canaan did. Yeah, and that's how they got here. Um, you know, we talked a lot about New Canaan, but, I mean, this is the Greenwich team. Week one, Sean, he's doing his previews in August. Pete. They're loaded. <laughs> they are loaded. It's capital L O A D E D. Can you find that, that on oh your? Oh my god! If you misspelled that, I got. <laughs> I got. I got to go back and I find saw the, the look text in his messages. Eye, like I'm not gonna make. I was it. like, Am I gonna do this? Um, but Sean, I got to find the slack of the text. Sean's like, They are loaded. This team is so talented everywhere. Depth, skill positions everywhere. One guy's down, the next guy's up, and they've shown. I mean, they have just absolutely decimated their opponents it is their year they're scorched earth behind them yeah it is their year and i guess if you're gonna win your first state championship you might as well do it against your dad who's got a hundred of them is that your pick yeah that's my pick i mean i picked greenwich i I, I I, picked greenwich is loaded yeah but here's the funny part p greenwich is loaded they're so loaded but New Cannon's number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you were saying that they were loaded. But, and I voted Greenwich number, I mean, New Cannon number one. Yeah. So what the heck was I thinking? I, I don't know. Look, I voted Darien number one. I think we, yeah, easy there, Game yeah. 5. Um, I think we, I think <laughs> we all, I think we all kind of bought into the New Cannon hype that, you know, it's Lou hard to, doesn't like that it, we did. It's hard, well. Uh, it's hard to, to to pick against a team that had four Division One kids, on. especially two on an offensive line. Yeah, yeah, and one at quarterback. They just yeah. again, they just they the personnel wasn't in the right spots, and they, they figured themselves out, and that's great. And that said, Greenwich has figured itself out since last year. Yeah, Greenwich knows what's up. Listen, they, they did got it before. So many guys. I mean, Muir is playing great. He's got so many receivers. Barber Bennett. Um, there's a couple other guys that I'm not even mentioning. Lance Large. Lance Large. He's been great in the postseason. Uh, and then that was funny. And and, and I think uh, Johnny said it. Everyone forgot about Camisio. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, we did. <laughs> when people are talking about running backs, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard anything about Camusio lately. But that's the thing; they just they were like, well, all right, we're gonna run, we're gonna run uh, Camusio right now, and get him going. And all of a sudden, they did. They well, just he, do what they want. He had gotten injured leading into the Fairfield Ludlow game, which was the game that I, yeah. uh, the game that I attended, and they had three different guys rush for touchdowns. Yeah, and I remember talking to John after, and he's like. You know he's great. He's a very good player. He goes, but we have these guys got when called upon to step up, they stepped up. You got three different guys who can rush for touchdowns. Plus your best, you know your best, one of your best playmakers, if not your best playmaker, sitting there on the bench. I mean, again, they're yeah. loaded. <laughs> yeah, they are so loaded. Uh, they are loaded. You know, and that doesn't anywhere. Just look at the defense. We did talk about them a little bit. I mean, most BC's probably you know on, in the running uh, player of the year. The kid does it all. I mean, in that New Canaan game, the first time. The, the guy who recovered the kickoff fumble was Mosey Beasy. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's so had, many good players in this game. It's like, it's such an awesome He laid down a, he, in a tremendous sack on Pine to get that thing going. Yeah. And then you know. Emilio on the other side. He had three sacks, I think, in the, in the oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about him much. No. Um, we, there's a lot of guys here that don't get a lot of mention because there's just so many other guys. You know, it's just. And everyone does their part, and they're just uh, they're they've all bought in, and they, they yeah. talk about all that stuff. And well, and Jack Fader, we're big fans of Jack Fader. Big Fata Jack Fader fans here, just because he he's been playing great. Especially the game this, that I was at. <laughs> especially this postseason, he's been yeah. playing great. He's been. I mean, this defense. We talked about hands numbers on D. We talked about St. Joseph. If you probably look at Greenwich's, it's it's something ridiculous. Beating Newtown, beating Newtown fifty nothing. I don't care. That was impressive. Newtown's a good team. Yeah, Newtown. They was, are a good team. And at, holding. And holding um, Mason to twenty eight yards. Yeah, they had they didn't cross midfield. Okay, only one team to score double digits against Greenwich this year. Yeah, that would be New Canaan. Uh-huh. Fourteen points, seven Quentin zero. Quinn O'Connell back to back touchdowns. New Britain did too. Fourteen. Oh, regular season. Sorry, uh, regular New Britain. Uh, sorry, New, three, it was Quinn O'Connell both times. One, two, three, four. They have five shutouts, including the playoffs. That's They've crazy. allowed. Touchdowns one, two, three, including New Britain four. They've allowed touchdowns in four games this year. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four games. Four. That four. that's I think, that's I can't wrap my head around how crazy that is. I don't I mean unless I don't think uh I don't I don't think anybody here is picking against Greenwich. Am I correct? Oh no. Yeah, I we're am. gonna get that. I'm picking Greenwich. Um Scott. I, I, I knew we, he would come in, well, and we need to. Here's the question I have for Scott. Yeah. He's seen these teams more than I have. Is this going to be a game? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm picking the Canaan. Really? Oh, oh he's got the beanie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think this is going to be a huge – not a huge upset because I think New Canaan's a really, really good team. They were the preseason number they're one. They're the preseason number one. I think that everyone's kind of looking at this game the way you guys are, like no one's stopping Greenwich. New Canaan's going to stop Greenwich, and New Canaan's going to win a super close, amazing double L final. I think it's going to be an all-time great really? game. And I think the Rams and Dad walk off with the with the championship. Dad's got a few more lessons up his sleeve. I, I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. So you don't know everything, son. Wow. I wow. do like the hat. The props. The props, We are yeah. a big fan of props. <laughs> if you'd like to send props in, please reach out. We love props. If only he actually had the New Canaan Ram mascot head. Ugh. I should have taken that helmet from the from, from the, the club, yeah. surf club today. I did not think that. I did not <laughs> think you were gonna. Well, full disclosure: Scott's a New Canaan graduate. <laughs> um, 
That has nothing to do. That with has that nothing thing. to do with this. I pick. I don't think that Except that's. Except it does. I don't think that. That's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I don't kidding. think that picking New Canaan is that crazy. I don't think picking Greenwich is being like, oh wow, look how cool we are. We pick Greenwich. It's like, yeah, that's the easy pick, and they're that good, and they probably low, win. It's a low risk. But pick. I don't think picking New Canaan is that crazy, just because of how well they're playing. Right. I, I mean, agree. I think it's crazy. Look, this is the team I think, that I think you're nuts. This is the team that we picked <laughs> at the beginning that. of the season to win the whole thing. Well, times change, Pete, and I. I, I know, think that's but crazy. I don't think. Look, if New Canaan won, I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh my God, this is this is it's crazy no, that this happened." No, I think I think people, a lot of people would think that. I think a lot of people would say, "Oh I my God, this is crazy." I it is crazy. That, that I don't think that that would be that shocking. I think Maloney beating Hand. I think. Uh, Berlin beating St. Joe's and HK beating Bloomfield, I think, would be more of a surprise this, than Greenwich. Uh, this weekend needs a great game. They're going to get it in double A. Preferably up at New Britain, where I will be. <laughs> it's not going, I mean, you know, by all counts, it won't get it in anything other than double A. Unless Berlin perhaps shows up or HK. I mean, HK, and again, those two games, they could. I think well, Berlin. I think Maloney is Berlin a deer in the headlights, unfortunately. But. Um, I mean, I, hey, if Maloney shows up, I'll be the first guy to be like, that was amazing. What a job by them, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think if you look at if you wanted to take wagers on which game would be the closest one, I think Double L would win. I, I agree. I, I think Berlin can stay in that game, but I think this has the most potential to be a close game. Yeah, I – yeah. There's I, just too many quality kids on both sides. There's I an mean, absurd I, amount of talent on that uh, – so much talent on that field. And the FCAC – Will maintain its dominance, its perch atop the Connecticut football world. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it will. I mean, hand, like you said, will have a case, but I think right this year the FCAC was better. The FCAC's been better for a long time. Yeah, since 2013. Well, someone who has only covered the FCAC for such a long time. 2013, <laughs> man, the spell doesn't look like it will be broken <laughs> in 2018. No. So we're looking at eight, five years of FCAC dominance. They'll be looking L. at yeah. Well, they're gonna be moving hand back up to whatever tier one. Tier one. If it, but uh, you know, I guess. Any shot hand just decides. You know what? Hey, we want to play in class double. They L. can't move up. They can't. No, it's not like best. Uh, best it's not basketball. like basketball. You can't choose. I don't think. It's oh, unfortunate. That is. That's why we need to just go to levels. Maybe, maybe we get the company to sponsor like a, a two day, you know, bowl championship series. Yeah, there's just there's no perfect system. Yeah. No. I would just like to see the te- best teams in the state play. I mean, I'm not alone in that. No, I don't think you are. I hate seeing the one team left out. I mean, even St. Joe's is probably like, what about us? Well, yeah. since, since St. Joe beat New Canaan, I know they lost to Darien, but they beat New Canaan, so they're going to certainly have a, a stake of claim. Yeah, I think – I mean, we, we, we laid this out earlier this year, and we were like, this is how Hand becomes number one. And the fact that it could possibly happen with Darien losing – and, you know, New Canaan in with the two losses. I mean, this is the perfect way. This is the only way for Hand to be one at this point. Yes, yeah. I th- uh, I think, yeah, I think if New Canaan wins this game, Hand is number one. Should be number one. Yeah. I it's hard think, to I don't say. think you could pick a two a two Because you can say, again, you can look at it and say, well. But if St. Joe and New Canaan both win, you, ha- you could have voted New the, Canaan over St. Joe. The thing that – it's weird, though. The thing that works in Han's favor here is that they didn't play the SEC Tier 1 team. I know <laughs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> I know they didn't. You know, like they didn't – you don't, you don't have that 
New Canaan like handily beat Shelton by ten. And New, New Canaan, Canaan beat Shelton by, and Prep. You know, and Prep. They didn't yeah. even play this. So that kind of works in Han's favor, un, you know, unfortunately. Because uh, I don't, you know, I want him to play. You know, I want him to don't play. Do you think out. it works in New Canaan's favor, too? I mean, that they, New Canaan on the field beat those teams. I know it's not Han's fault they didn't play them, but. You can't right. even beat the two best teams in the SEC. That right, and that's what hand. you're looking for. You're looking for that first. Well, well, last year was the first year in the Pulse history that an undefeated team wasn't number one. Correct. Um, that was the first time. It was the Killing first League. time ever Killingly was undefeated. I think Killingly is a different story. I, I, th- I think it is, too. I think Hand I think is an undefeated Hand team. And I've seen Hand only. team, I think, like in 04 or 05. They're the last undefeated. Greenwich and Hand are the last two undefeated teams in the state. Correct. Yeah, that's right. But what the other was all lost in the semis? Mm-hmm. But what was and Shelton lost in quarters? Uh, there was a there was a hand. Uh, I think there was a hand team in like two thousand four or five, where there was another team. I think it was New Britain. It was four. I think New Britain. New Britain beat Greenwich that year in an all time classic. It was Mike McLeod and uh, I forget it was on Greenwich, but that that was that. F- 2004, yeah. That was a tremendous game. And afterwards, New Britain was like, we are number one. Now, New Britain lost to, I believe, like the Zavarian brothers of Massachusetts. And what did the voters do? I did not have a vote back then. At least I don't remember. No, I think I did have a vote. I think I voted New Britain. Mm -hmm. And they had one loss, and Han got all the rest. I think there was like two or three voters. Hand, but I, you know, Hand didn't play, and they didn't dominate. Like it, it was a good Hand team. Yeah, oh four. Well, but uh, I think people will vote Hand over New Canaan if it gets. That's my it. point. Yeah. I think like New Britain had a, just, just see the record. I mean, that Greenwich team was undefeated. Yeah, that was a great Greenwich, Greenwich team, and and it was on back and forth. It was one of the best all time Class Double L championships. If you ever get a chance, try and find video of that game. Um, it, it was awesome, but. Uh, but in that case, the, they had one loss. They won the Class Double O Championship. They had one loss, and they went to – now you're going to talk about a New Cannon team. Yeah, it avenges one of the losses, but it still doesn't erase the other loss, and right. therefore, Han will be number one. Well, I, think, I think that's If New Cannon wins, Han will be point. one. New Cannon will probably be preseason number one again, and, you know, maybe for a third year in a row. It's <laughs> in the opener, and then we'll just never vote New Cannon again. Um on that note, I mean, those are our predictions. The games, the sites are all up at GameTimeCT.com. Oh, hold on. We have some breaking news. The top 20 most downloaded Apple podcasts in 2008 for sports has, has been released. We are not on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was well played. Um, so at, on that note, uh, if you guys would please go to iTunes. Uh, I search, thought they moved the double Search Game Time CT. Uh, rate, subscribe us, five reviews, and give us more. We only have two reviews, and one of them is my own father. So uh, can you actually give us some reviews and tell us what you think? If you um, like us, if you hate us, whatever you want. Yeah, Just absolutely. But on that note, um, any last words, guys? No, that's it. Like, it's, it's, we're almost we're at the finish line, folks, and uh, I hope you guys can get out there. And reg- We didn't even talk about regardless of where these games are being played. The two sites are Shelton, which is where they're playing M and, du- and double L. What? I was going to say, do you have any last words? You said no. Well, I well no, I just for, I, well, yeah, you're right. Okay, I have plenty of last words. My last words is this: by the time when you hear this, it might be moved to Boyle Stadium, despite the fact that the CIAC's people were like, "There's no way we are moving this game." They're so, adamant, but the New Canaan and Greenwich people are pushing hard. Are to move pushing that game hard, to Boyle and 
in this case who knows but my point is is like enjoy wherever the game might be please go and enjoy and don't complain about where the sites are they clearly don't have a site so wherever they play is fine with us um <laughs> that's it Scott, do you, so any, do you have any last words uh, no, I've just really enjoyed being on the show with you guys, and uh, I uh, am looking forward to at least being at some kind of competitive game on Saturday, and I, I hope it's that double L final. Okay, uh, I actually do have last words to say, so I'm going to say them instead of saying no and then saying stuff. But um, head out there, go check out the game, stay on GameTimeCT.com for all any possible changes and postponements, because that always happens. And uh, we're always usually on top of it, maybe even some stadium changes. Make sure to check out our capsules, all our previews. Sean and I are putting together some pretty dope videos dope. that you guys dope. should check out. And uh, I'm just excited that we're finally here. Quentin O'Connell said it um, with the luncheon today. He's like, when we played St. Joe's, he goes, it feels like it was a year ago. That was week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're here all these weeks later, a couple, you know, we have, into December. And it just, it's. We have come full circle. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, early next week. I don't know what date yet. Again, we're just going to see how the games figure out uh, before we plan, so we don't want to say anything like that. After that, we've taken up enough of your time. Go out. Have fun. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Bye.